We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks from KCSN, which features three shows each week in Border War, hosted by former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins and Mizzou forward Jarrett Sutton. Ain't No Seats with Ryan Reinhardt, Anthony Bax, and Braden Turner, and Booth Review, covering Jayhawks football with Kent Swanson and weekly special guests. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Stay up to date on all things KU with KCSN. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. All right, boys. Uh, going live here. Haven't done this in a while, uh, but we had to. That was just vintage, vintage, Silly. no self, street fight, ugly, disgusting basketball that the Kansas Jayhawks always find a way to win in February. Um, we now sit firmly, it feels, in the driver's seat to not only win the Big 12, um, but, A.B., you've been you've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, but, like, the <laughs> number one overall mm-hmm. speed is starting to look really good. It is starting to look really good. And uh, What did I tell I you know. last episode, Ry? What did I tell you? We don't get swept by Baylor. We don't get swept by anyone. We don't lose at home. We hey. beat those two, and we're, we still have that loss in our back pocket that I was saying. Number one seed's very much in the picture. Overall top, seed. Top of the 12. Self simply does not get swept by teams unless it's a COVID year or it's a game that doesn't matter because he's already uh, taking care of business in the Big 12. So people forget that. Simply doesn't get swept. So what a win. Uh, we have some people filling in. Who knows? I don't know how to tell. I What up, Brandon? Shout out. He's, he's in here. Um, so we'll talk uh i don't know just recap that game we can kind of touch on baylor here in a little bit too but just a extremely fun three-day stretch here and i i joked with ab last last pod that like the script of every kansas basketball season is playing out as it always does you struggle a little bit in january early february and then all of a sudden the, the the switch just gets flipped and things couldn't be going better, and it feels good. So, where do we start with tonight? You know, another uh, 
Banana Land stat, we are still undefeated when Dewan Harris scores more than three points. I think he got six tonight, but uh, the game was over when he got that fourth point. So shout out to Dewan. Yeah, he had six, five, and eight, and he was so good defensively down the stretch. There was a there was a possession TCU had late where it was tight, and they were trying to as hard as they could to get the ball to Mike Miles, who was preseason Big 12 player of the year, and we know how good he is. And he could hardly even get the ball, and he drove. KJ slid over. It was a huge stop. They were so good defensively down the stretch, and they were just so good defensively the whole night. TCU, they're coming off a 100-point performance on Saturday, um, and KU held them to 30% from the field. Like, that's absurd. Bill Self is the best at adjusting. Like we said, he's been swept twice in his career at KU. TCU gave it to KU at the field house. I didn't even watch a second of the game. I think the Chiefs played that day at Arrowhead in a playoff game, so I didn't even get to watch it, but – it was never really close. I think KU tried to make a run in the first half, but TCU killed KU at the field house. That never happens. They go into Fort Worth tonight, and it felt like they controlled the entire game. Like we were talking about um, – I think Fran was talking about late how it felt like KU was up 12, and I kind of felt the same way. Well, he we was bizarre. About that. I, I, he uh, was bizarre tonight. But <laughs> it just – it. I don't think TCU led at any point in the second half, and – it just felt like we could pull away. Um, we got a ton of clutch stops. They were so good defensively, like I said. But, yeah, Dewan was great. Obviously, a ton of good looks um, through lobs to KJ. Um, Ernest, who was good. We'll talk about him. Grady hit a bunch of big shots. I thought McCullough was pretty good. McCullough. Like, that's – that's so – I. Uh, it's got to be tech, accent, right? It's got to be accent. I have a Texas accent. Tech buddy that claims that Texas Tech fans well, get, been in the- get mad at Fran for the same reason that Fran claimed – it's because he's from New York or whatever. Cool. So whatever. I feel like it's like, you remember when Spee was here and, you know, he would Mikhail like Luke. everyone said Mikhail Luke and he'd be like, Mikhail Luke. And it was like, he did that on purpose to be like, hey guys, I'm better at pronouncing his name than you. He and loves the McCullough, foreign players. Yeah. And the McCullough thing seems similar. Like he knows it's bothering us and he's just like, can't help it. I'm a New Yorker, <laughs> man. I just can't help it. Look. Like you just can't add the R to the end of McCuller. Like you can't just say McCuller. He's been, the, yeah, he's been in the Big Twelve. McCuller's been in the Big Twelve for ten years. It feels like feels like, and Fran's obviously a Big Twelve guy, and he just can't say his last name for like yeah. eight years now. But I, I don't know if you guys had noticed it like earlier in the year, but I didn't notice it until tonight when someone tweeted it. it, and then I heard it, and I thought Fran was fucking around, but obviously he's dead serious. But yeah, I thought I thought McCuller was really good down the stretch too. He got that jump ball. Um, he had a couple tough buckets, missed a couple Indeed. clutch free throws, and Jay Will almost gave us all a stroke, heart attack when he missed the front end when the announcer called ball game with 25 seconds left and we're up by three <laughs> going to the free throw line for a one-and-one, one, which really yeah. pissed me off. Like, I think he had money on TCU and was trying to reverse jinx it or something. But just the person – we've talked about the personnel and how good this team could be defensively just with KJ, Dewan, Kevin McCuller. And they, they talked um, – Fran talked about how this team's not as talented, but they want it just as bad as last year. And I'd never really thought of this team like that, but they do play so hard every night. And yeah, just dude, I it felt like I they wanted jokes. it more tonight. I don't know if you guys felt that way, but it yes. felt like KU wanted it more on the road in someone else's house. I make jokes about Kevin McCuller. I mean, the guy he does some funny things on the basketball court, but like <laughs> you give me in the final five minutes of any game in college basketball. This may sound absurd, but like he's a dude. Like you, can, you can get a big list of players out there, and you're gonna want Kevin McCuller on the court for you in the final couple minutes of a game because the dude just makes 
plays, whether it's defensively, whether it's like an animal. He's had huge buckets this year too, and that's not even his like main thing. He gets always gets the important rebound, always gets the important stop. He's just a gamer. It's not always pretty getting there, but in the final couple minutes, when you have Dewan Harris, Jalen Wilson, and Kevin McCuller on your team, like I feel great about it. And those guys are just gamers. They've won mm-hmm. so many close games together now. Jalen and Dewan have won even more. Uh, it's just great to see this team coming into form just like we did last year, right? This was the part of the year uh, last year where you started to see things click. We just started – and you said it, B-Turn. We just played harder than those guys. And it's not like TCU is not a team that plays hard. Like, they play hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, for us to go in and just pretty much, you know, out-physical them, and they're a big old team. Eddie Lampkin yeah. – I don't feel like Eddie Lampkin really did anything tonight. Clanked a bunch of free throws and had a one big dunk and camped in the lane other than that. But I don't know. It's crazy how how hard this yeah. team plays. And from the op- from the jump, the announcers were talking about just the size difference um, and just the length, the athleticism. And KU's guards were so good um, just on the glass, giving us extra possessions, um, them one and done on the offensive end. I mean, Jay Will wasn't good. He forced a lot, but he had 13 boards. McCullough had seven boards. Um, Dewan had five. Grady had six. So our guard, we ended up with 48 rebounds, which is absurd. Our biggest guy, obviously, six, seven. We talked about that all year. But our guards, we've said it all year, they, they're really good on the glass. And they just want it. They play hard. Like, Kevin McCullough transferred so he can win a national title. He's been there. Tech played a national title game. These guys played in huge buildings, big environments, uh, obviously the final four last year. So they just, yeah, KU wants it more. And I think obviously that showed on Saturday too. We'll talk about Baylor probably later, but down 16 or whatever they were at one point and 17 and they 40 to 23 or whatever. And they end up battling back when by 16, which describes Allen Fieldhouse a lot, but yeah, it's, I, uh... I'm really impressed with that win tonight because they couldn't score. Jay will had what? Five points, seven points. I didn't even see, but yeah. they find a way. They found a way to beat Texas when he had two points, and then tonight where he makes like two shots from the floor, misses a front it end is, late, and they find a way to beat a really good team who punked them at home. It's a huge relief to know that we can beat good teams when Jalen struggles, because like that was, I think that was the fear we all saw coming. Like throughout the year, it was like, okay, yeah, this team's fun. They can be exciting, but if Jalen's not on in March, if Jalen has a a bad game against a nine seed, you can lose. Whereas now I feel pretty good that the rest of this, this team could go out and get it done. Uh, wanted to share a fun little stat. I just read, did not realize this live because uh, <laughs> while stuff. Fran said, while Fran said it felt like a 12 point game. I did not think that at all. It felt was like insane. an absolute, I mean, did it not feel like a TCU dagger was coming? Like AB, you joked about the Mike miles shot. I Fran kind of, it felt he like was, Fran, Fran was, was Fran was slobbing on us tonight. <laughs> no, he, he was loving insane. the Hawks. Yeah, he was. But some of the things he said, I mean, the Mike Miles Mahomes thing twice, I mean, just literally upset. Like I was, was I spent so the first ten minutes of the game freaking out about how he did that. We and beat then Patrick had, Mahomes at his own house on the road. Very, very frustrating. Right. But yeah, go ahead. What? I'll t- I forgot to tell the stat, but go ahead. I like where you're going. With no, me. but the, the, <laughs> the friend thing late in the game, if he meant that, we, if he meant to say that it feels like KU should be up 12, I would get that 100% because it did kind of feel like there were chances to pull away. But to say when TCU has the ball with a minute and a half left on four that it feels like we're up 12, I was on the edge of my seat. I, I wasn't confident they were going to win until they got that last stop. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's crazy. But I guess so. 
this this stat I was going to read from Kevin Flaherty. He said TCU went without a field goal for the final four minutes, nineteen seconds, and made just one of its last ten. Which because yeah, we didn't really score down the stretch why, either. Maybe that's why Fran felt that way because like we just were locking them up, but it just we weren't coming down and answering like. B turn, you tweeted it or you texted about it. Like Grady Dick, that felt like a dagger for sure. I stood up with the oh, that was a classic like hand in the air three where you're just ready to explode. And And when obviously we feel insanely good when Grady's when Grady pulls from three, but when he's wide open like that. But yeah, I remember it was 60 55 with like four minutes left. I was like, if we can just get a couple buckets, we'll be all right because I knew defensively we'd get stops. We did it all night, but yeah, it was 60 to 55 and. I don't think we made a shot either, did we? Because it ended up being 63-58. I think um, KJ made the second. I knew he was, wasn't going to make both from the line with his yeah. line drive free throws, but he made the second. And then Kevin McCuller hit the front end with like a second left. So I don't know if we – I don't know if KU made a field goal in the last four minutes because it was 60-55. I think we made yeah. three free throws and then – Did Dewan was Dewan's on that layup he had or was that, that – was, That was like right after Duggan came in, wasn't it? Which we can talk about Speaking too, of because that, he came in and he hey, went on the fastest 5-0 run in the history of basketball. I see a rando just running down the sideline. Just I thought it was like a YouTube star doing like yeah. a stunt. I'm Same. like, what? I thought but it was a, hey, uh, also, for a second. Breaking news, he threw on that Funky Town shirt, and I love this. If it's true, from Mike Vernon, shout out our guy, Hearings. Um, KU guys are wearing the Funky Town t-shirts in the locker room. Hell yeah. Which love to hear it. I love that. That's like when we went into Ames in 2014 or whenever 2013 with Elijah and that crowd lost their mind. Weatherwax tried to fight self. And I remember the fans were throwing stuff at the team and like Jamari trailer, like picked up all the little pom poms and stuff and just started celebrating with it. It's an all time flex to just take someone's shirt or uh, pom poms and, and celebrate right in their face. So shout out to our guys there. Can I talk um, more defense real quick while we're yes, on it? Okay, absolutely. so tonight, and it felt like the second half for Baylor, we weren't switching all five. And they talked about it during the broadcast a little bit. Do you think that's more like what we're going to do the rest of the year or just like a matchup thing? Because it would make sense if Bill's like, obviously our best defense is having McCuller and Dewan just lock up the top two options on another team. But to do that for 40 games feels kind of insane for two guys that play 36 minutes a night. So, like, yeah. is it, like, now pedal to the metal and we're going to just fucking guard like crazy and we're going to be a top 10 Ken Palm defense in, like, a week and a half? That's well, that's what I've always kind of felt about this team. I still feel like we had a very next gear we could go to defensively because you have Dewan and McCuller mm-hmm. together. But, like, KJ, great defender. Mc- even Jalen, like, he's not the best defender, but he's played in huge moments. Yeah. Like, the dude's – I mean, he's good enough to play a ton he's, of minutes. He's long himself. enough. He and Grady yeah. are, like, long enough to be able to hold their own. I said what <laughs> so, I said, Turner. <laughs> so, to answer your question, like, yeah, I mean, Bill Self's never been a guy to really worry too much about, like, wearing guys down. Like, he will mm-hmm. ride you till the absolute max. So, oh. Yeah. We will, uh, <laughs> Woody now. <laughs> I will Holy. assume – I will assume that uh, we'll continue to do that because it's it's definitely working. But uh, okay, <laughs> I'm trying to just read quotes here. We got some Bill Saul. I want to I want to read off some yeah some uh, I guess stats or a tweet from our boy Adam Sullivan. Listens to the pod. We love him. He's always yes. tweeting out fire. But we're 21 and 0 this year when we're leading with five minutes um, to go in the game, which is crazy because obviously they've been in a t- ton of tight games. 
um, the Big 12 is elite. There's probably eight tourney teams, maybe more, who knows. But obviously, we've been in a lot of tight ones. Um, and then Bill Self, 205 and two when holding teams under 60. Stupid, <laughs> dude. 205 and two, which, yeah, you hold a team under 60, you obviously have a good chance to win. But there's going to be nights where you struggle to score, like on the road or something. Um, but two, by the way, I think two. one of those, I think one of those losses, the two Oh five and two was at Villanova when we lost like 56, 55 to like a top 10 Villanova team. Like for one of those two losses to be in just a juggernaut game against Villanova is insane. So that's nuts. I love crazy bill self stats. And like, I was going to say this the other day, there feels like there's, you're seeing, starting to see more and more graphics come out where it's like. Bill Self, John Wooden, like Bill Self is doing those types of things, like his conference streak. Uh, it was, I think, one of the stats was top ten wins. He's got some absurd record doing that. Like, obviously, Bill Self has not put together the resume that John Wooden has, but it's crazy how many times he's spoken in the same stat or sentence. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City. KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. So let's talk about Fran again for a second because <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting to Bill Self, but 
at one point in the game, I think it was there was probably five, ten minutes left. He said, I, I really think this is Bill Self's best coaching job, which I think I've heard that from him five or ten times. So I immediately rolled my eyes. And then I was like, dude, I, re I really think this is. Because you lose two first-rounders, you lose Dave, you lose Remy. So that's your top three scores, four of your top we five. 70% of our scoring, right? Mm -hmm. And then Dewan. Obviously, Dewan, we know who he is. He's elite defensively, but the strides he's made as a point guard this year just speaks volumes um, to Bill Self and the way he develops guys. K.J. Adams, we weren't sure about. A.B. was sure about him, loves him almost as much as Mike, Mike Boynton. Well, but well. K.J., the strides he's made, um, him, Dewan, obviously Kevin McCuller, solid. Jay Will, we knew he would score, but Bill said he would have to be an All-American type guy. That's exactly what he's been. Every time we need guys to be that good, they end up being that good. That shows you how good Bill Self is. He he's one of the best coaches ever, dude. <laughs> dude. I don't I don't give a shit. He's the best wanna... right now. Obviously, he needs more titles to be in the convo, but he's one of the best coaches I've ever seen. Just adjusting, calling plays out of timeouts, getting guys to buy in, dude. He's... I don't want to get on a Bill Self tangent, but like I was thinking this today: if we repeat he's the best. Cincinnati this year, I'm ready to call him a top three coach of all time. What if he like just wooden, wooden self and who? Who's the third? Like I think he your, passes Roy. your boy, Coach K. He's not. Yeah, that guy. At oh Duke. yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Wooden. I guess I'll give it to Coach K and self. Okay, maybe top three is a little crazy, but like you can definitely start to talk top five if we repeat. Because like I mean, the resume is stupid. Yeah, but Roy, yeah, like Roy has Smith three. Or like Roy had three at UNC. Yeah, right? I just feel yeah. like Bill's consistency compared to Roy, like Roy had down years where Bill Self just hasn't. I don't oh, know. Missed the tournament. Argument. Bill hasn't missed the this. tournament. He hasn't been worse than a four. He's going to get another one this year, which we're going to end up talking bracketology. And according yeah, to one are. of my one of my sources, Anthony Bax, um, Kansas has fourteen quad one wins. Let's That's just do lot. it. Let's talk fourteen. No. Feed do you have any stats ready, AB? Or like, I mean, most quad one wins seed. ever. I'm and gonna we're... be fired up on Sunday if we win out, or not, let's say we we lose at Texas and then win the Big Twelve tournament. If we don't get the big, if we don't get the freaking number one overall seed, like, what do we do, AB? Uh, I'll freak out and riot because here here's the sad <laughs> part and the thing that we're gonna be upset about come Selection Sunday potentially. Houston is the team that scares me the most. I know it's annoying. They don't play anyone. Congrats to them. Congrats to Houston. They beat a top 50 Kim Palm team yesterday for the first time since December 17th. So good for them, boys. Number one overall seed. Let's give it up. Cougars. Let's give it up for them, boys. The closest we location to Houston is uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, now, I, I think it's their choice. I think that's a rule they put in recently that they get to choose. So even though it's not a big difference for them, they might just do it. So they get a choose or they second get a... overall seed. They get, they get to choose. Okay. I think, they, I think choose. they just give a preference, right? Yeah. They, but, they would get it. They would get it, yeah. I think. But like Man, our um, resumes I, dumb. like to Louis, like Houston to Louisville's 14 hours, Houston to Kansas City's 11 and a half hours or something like that. So they're pretty similar and it's not going to make a huge difference, but they're just going to do it so the number 2 overall seed Kansas doesn't get to go play 30 minutes from campus, which is going to be annoying. But the fact that they have 14 quad 1 wins right now <laughs> And the other three number one seeds combined for twenty, like, it just like come on, We're, we might Dude, get Purdue second in the country with nine. Yeah, and we have fourteen. We've doubled up Alabama, fourteen to seven. 
Yeah. We've got three it's and a half be... times the amount that Houston has. They've got four. So, like, There's... the resume is going to be there. It's just the matter of how many more losses do you take. But if it's only one more, well, I don't know how it's not number one overall. How many more games are we going to have against quad one teams? Because, obviously, you got uh, Texas. You're going to play right Texas now. Sure. It would be Big 12 tournament. We'd be the one, and we'd get, like, West Virginia or Tech. West Virginia or Tech. So, we – I mean – when that you're gonna West have another three of our next three of our next five games are likely going to be between be against Texas Tech, West Virginia, and then one of those two again. So I think uh, Westfall is higher than that. I could be wrong on that, but I think Westfall would be who would want in terms of quad one. But I don't know the exact it top forty at a neutral court or something like that. Like it extends a little bit when it's not at home. That's the problem with tech and Westfall at home coming up is they both like I don't know if those would be quad ones. So, like, how, where are we, do you think? So, let's say number one overall. Let's assume Houston wins out because they will, and they lock up number one overall. Do you think, like, let's say we lose at Texas and then lose in the semis of the Big 12 tournament. Does Houston, then, and I think Houston has to give their preferences prior to this anyway, so this is probably a pointless uh, <laughs> exercise. But does Houston at all say, well, wait a second, maybe we do go to Louisville, so that we don't even risk having Kansas as a two seed in our in our bracket. Like, is that at all a a thought for Houston? Yeah, but like, like what's no it going to take to what's it going to take to get us off the one line? I don't know. I was about to ask. Basketball on Sunday night, Parrish and, or Norlander said if they beat TCU, they could lose out and still be a one seed. Dude, now, I think that's have... crazy. But like, come on, we're Ryan... gonna have. Yeah, go ahead, B-Tune. During this time of the year, do you not feel like AB's – we just were, like, asking AB bracketology questions. Like, he's our bracketologist every week. I feel like he just sits in his room <laughs> look at, bracket look at his the wall face. everywhere, and he's just like, he's dead right, serious. Houston, Louisville, and just, like, Adriana gets pissed. It. She gets pissed at the decor in the apartment come March. <laughs> you need um, you need to do a YouTube feature with our guy. Oh, super? We should, we should have him all. Super self Dead serious. Yeah. Dude, the guy is I'm filling in. out bracket. He's building a new bracket and filling it out every day. What hey, really? He's an all-time. Honestly, if... about him, he picked KU to win the national championship in his last update. So um, I think that in. would mean that would mean KU would repeat, right? It might. Okay. Run it back. Let's go. Yeah. If we win CJ. it all this year, you, I, I don't know what I'll do. Like, you have to deactivate me oh. off. All. Jeremy Clark. Just he is a savage. Grady has a funky town shirt on with a W drawn on it. Uh, mm. I'd love to see that. What are, see that. Can you imagine what our episode's going to look like if we end up repeating? Or even go, We talked about it last week, even going back to getting to Houston, going back to the Final Four again. Um, can I talk about that when you're done with this? I, will, I just saying I'm going to be so annoying um, on social media, going to have to deactivate <laughs> me. Chief Super Bowl back-to-back uh, natties. But I was going to – like, A.B., go ahead with what you're going to say, but – after that, I still I do want to talk about like what the scenario would be to even get us off the one because we were what we're twelve and four in the league or eleven and we're eleven and four. So mm-hmm. we have we got two home games left against um, West Virginia and Tech. We could lose. I don't see how there's any way we lose those games. Not trying to jinx us, but we're probably going to win those two. It's Allen. Yeah. We find a way. We were down seventeen. We were down ten to OU. Five minutes left, and then we're at Texas. That'll be insanely tough, but. I would assume maybe we lose one more regular season game. And then you go to the Big yeah. 12 tournament, you're going to get a bye no matter what. And then yeah. 
I, th- I think if you lose one of these home games, maybe, and then lose to Texas and then lose to Texas Tech or West Virginia again in the tournament, right, A.B.? Like, I feel like that is maybe the only mm-hmm. route. Because, yeah. Because then we're we... probably leveling out at 14 quad one wins, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. we'd lose to Texas. We'd lose if, you know. And Purdue and all these other teams are probably going to go get up. three or four more, three more, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Eh, well, maybe. and I mean, who knows? Maybe, like, we're just too fixated on the quad one wins because on the bracket preview shitter on Saturday morning, they had us fourth overall. Now, a lot's changed yeah. since then. Like, yeah. we beat Baylor and TCU on the road. Like, that maybe changes things up. But still, it was I, – I thought there was a real chance that they could be, like, two or three going into Saturday. I just think it would be absurd for KU to get into a situation where they have to win the Big 12 tournament to be the number one overall. Like if we yeah. if we end up going 13 and f- God, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Like I felt like we were going to go 11 and 7 or 12 and 6 um in the <laughs> league and now we have a legitimate chance to go 14 and 4 or probably I think worst I'm going to jinx one of these damn home games, but probably worst case 13 and five at home. But it feels like we might have to get into a situation where big 12 tournament and KC, we're going to have to win that tournament hardest league in the country to maybe get a number one overall. And it just doesn't feel like it should be that way. Our resume just is way better than anyone else's in the country. And if we went out regular season, it feels like Joe Lenardi is going to get on and be like, if Kansas wins their first big 12 tournament game, they're locked in as a one seed or number yeah. one overall seed or, like even so if, maybe, we, if we got to the championship or something, I don't know. I just doesn't feel like we're we don't. It feels crazy to think that we might have to get to a point where we have to win the Big Twelve tournament against three really good teams to maybe be the number one overall. When our resume is stupid against a league that's no no leagues close to the Big Twelve. Like there's not a league that's close. So maybe we need to look at it this way. Like what happens if Houston? You know they still got. Do they have to go to Memphis still? Yeah, and then I would assume they'll play him again in the. American yeah, tournament. So, like, what if Houston loses one more to a team? Like, maybe it's not even Memphis. Like, maybe they get upset by some Sensi pretty average something. team. Then it's like, okay, I don't know how. In let's say in that same scenario, we lose at Texas and lose in the Big Twelve championship game, but we still have fifteen quad one wins at that point. Like, I don't know. I feel like Houston is one lo- bad loss away from like people starting to be like, okay. <laughs> we were going to let you kind of just get this number one overall seed for the amount of total wins you had, but now you've lost and two of their losses would be pretty bad. Right. Then they lose. I can't remember. I know that one of their losses is Bama, but the other ones, I feel like not. Great. It was, it know. was pretty bad. I'll look yeah. it up now, but I, it was pretty recent, wasn't it? Um, yeah, they lost to Temple at home. Temple's 117th yeah. in Ken Palm. So, What's so like, um, if not that they'll have that a loss like that again, but even if they have a loss to a team like outside of the top 50 or top 75, it's, it's, it's going like, to have okay. to happen in the tournament. Yeah. But their schedule is brutally just like they play Tulane at home. They're going to be 17 point favorites, 17 point favorites at ECU, 18 point favorites at home against Wichita State. Then they go to Memphis where they're a six point favorite. But like, I don't think Memphis is special. Yeah, and their best players hurt. So what's um uh, is there too- is there a scenario where Texas can pass us still? They're only they only have one more loss than us, right? Overall, beat us twice, I would think probably. Yeah, like beat two us more, like there Austin and then, in the big. Tw- yeah, okay. Yeah. Texas still has to go to Baylor, don't they? Yeah, dude. Texas and Baylor have some tough schedules, especially Baylor. Or Texas, 
Texas has Iowa State at Baylor at TCU and then us. Like if Texas yeah. goes only losing one more game, that I mean they deserve a share at that point. Um, Can I touch back yeah. on what I was going to say a few minutes ago when mm-hmm. when we were talking, Ryan? I think you sent it. Like even if we just get to the Final Four, and that just made me laugh how spoiled we've been lately with like because it almost came off as like I'll settle for a Final Four the year after a national championship <laughs> yeah. and a month after the Super Bowl. Like that'll be okay. And it was mm-hmm. just, yeah. it made me laugh. But I mean, I, my big thing with that is like, it does feel like Bill Self doesn't need to prove anything ever again, no. but it does I, feel like every good elite top 10 coach has been to back to back Final Fours and he just never has. And that kind of drives me nuts. Yeah. Uh, because he's had teams that should have done it. So uh, I think that's mainly what I meant. But I would, I would just so it's out there, I would take a Final Four. I would, I wouldn't be me. bad. I would sign up for that right now. 68 team tournament, and we'd be the final four left. That'd be not bad. A casual Um, game winning streak in the I just I just keep thinking about Bill, and obviously we know how the tournament works. You're gonna have a bad night. You're gonna have a bad shooting night. But I keep thinking, just what 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 if Bill just coaches circles around people in March again? Like the way the job he's done this year, I know we've had former players on before who talk about just certain years, how Bill just coaches differently, coaches his ass off. This feels like one of those years. We keep talking about how you give this guy chances. Obviously last year he won it, but I can just see him coaching circles around. Like he's no one's who's even close to him right now. Who's number two. I got to know. I got to know know what it is. I had my thing on the live comments. So like Cole, our boy Cole Pete, he, uh, sent in a comment in the thing and it was like Houston has the better resume and someone responded to him how on earth does Houston have a better resume and Cole just spewed out the Americans a better league and I just can't stop giggling to myself because no one else can see it but I just can't stop laughing hey, shout, uh, shout, shout, out, shout out to me who just now learned that we can view comments on the side so oh, uh, well, how do you do that technology switch from private right. chat to uh to comments I don't why were we seeing some of them but but then some of them were just I think Jordan can control like what comes on the screen and stuff. Uh, it's a little behind okay. the scenes, ain't no seats. I see that you guys are Good all work. getting to see. I still can't figure it out. Ku eighty two. <laughs> Adam B. Ku is eighty two and nineteen on Mondays and one twenty five and twenty three in the month of February. Uh, believe that's good. I don't know. He's hey cool. He, he's Bill's easily. T- I don't know, dude. He's there's no one who who would be the second best coach in the country right now and. And whoever it is, are they even close or touching Bill right now? And he's one of the best uh, ever, dude. I don't care. Like, his sets, his adjustments, the way – just his resume. He hasn't been worse than a four. Um, who is it? Like, this is a good question. I can't think of it. You would have thought it's Calipari, but that guy stinks out loud. Um, Scott Drew? I know that's crazy, but shit. <laughs> they got a chance to win it all this year, too. The guy that was up. 13 and a half and crying about officiating and then got curb stone i think that's a better argument for why bill self's like by far and away the best coach in basketball right now though i could not i didn't even see the interview because i was at the game but like are we serious he that's Uh, the funny thing about scott drew is we know ku gets calls at allen i'm not mature enough for these comments over here ken swanson (laughs) i can't dude how do i find the damn comments kent what do i click on it's like in the same bar as all the Click comments next to private chat. Are we're, you in producer that? messages? Are you in the full screen? Do you see the like messages? Oh, the there they are. <laughs> there it is. We got Scott Drew, Tubby Smith. Great call. Uh, Bennett, that's AB's boy. 
Hey, what Tommy about Lloyd. Mike Boynton? We do like Mike Tommy Boynton's Lloyd from Arizona. Dude, Nate Oates and Tommy comments. Lloyd need to like make a Final Four for me to call it them, but um, yeah, it's probably unfortunately it probably is Scott Drew because like Painter. As, oh, Painter Matt Painter's a good one. He doesn't have the resume. He hasn't been to a Final Four either. I cannot, and we are off on a tangent here. I apologize, but <laughs> what about them losing to a 15 seed with a top five pick on their team and Zach Eady last year is that. insane. Like Matt Painter has to make a Final Four this year, but and they yeah, won't. We're not. We're not going to go so, for due tangent well, here. Do you think that they would fire him if he doesn't? No. You kidding me? Sir, no, I feel like he's not really. I mean, like, that, like he, I feel like they're they've been pretty consistently a top ten team the past five years, and he just can't do it. He gets blown out by Dude, KU in the Sweet Sixteen. I was going to bring up this. This is what Purdue does. He though. chokes against Virginia, but it, that's my point. That's what Matt Painter does. <laughs> but Gene Cady's like a legend at Purdue, and he never made a Final Four. Like this is what who, Purdue basketball does. Could they upgrade from Matt Painter? No, that's my and other who would point. It be? Who's taking the Purdue and Price Bank? Love you. You're banking with Emprise. Yeah, um, I don't I don't know. Yeah, we didn't it, Cole just brought up uh AB's boyfriend Tommy Izzo who hasn't won a national title since 1946, I believe is the number. <laughs> but he's the best coach in March, they say. January, February, Izzo. People forget. Mm -hmm. But the guy can make final fours, I'll give him that. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. What um? What are your guys' concerns right now with this KU squad? Because obviously I feel really good. They're finding ways to win, even with Jalen having tough nights. We worried that he would have to carry us pretty much every night, but God, you both keep laughing. I'm sorry. I'm done looking at the comments right now. <laughs> Finish your thought. Finish your thought. Bro, I'm locked into the comments, but... I think I lost my thought. Like, yeah, how what, yeah, what, what, are, what worries do you, you guys have? Obvious, there's going to be nights. There's always nights in the tournament, but I think this team especially will have um, a tough night shooting it. Obviously, McCuller's never been an elite scorer. Dewan, um, Jay Will's probably Jay Will and Grady are elite scorers, but I think they've gotten to a point where they can lock down defensively and get stops late. Why is the guys are crazy? So man. funny. Just turn it back to private chat. <laughs> Josh Allen, February Izzo has me dying. I don't know why. Okay, sorry. Um. So yeah, I think they're they're gonna get to a point where yeah they're gonna have a tough night scoring it, but I think they're gonna be able to get stops. Dewan, KJ, Kevin McCuller. I love our bench right now too. Um. Joe was Joe didn't do much tonight, but Ernie comes in, plays hard, runs like his head's cut off, kind of like Dave last year before yeah. March. Um. But <clears throat> Ernest comes in, finishes. 
What was that? I, was say, I gotta hear. Sp- speaking of Dave, we have KJ Adams as Dave McCormick. He's just shooting mid-range jumpers now, like consistently, just pulling up for the free throw line. Yeah. I love it. His, can I? His... I don't want to cut you off, B turn, but like this came to my mind, and I think this is the thing that I'm most concerned about. It's foul trouble, right? Yeah. Like I was terrified in the first half when Grady and Jalen picked up two fouls. And imagine March, we're down twenty to fourteen to a nine seed, and Jalen picks up his second foul on a annoying charge call. Like that's going to be a pretty horrifying moment. Do you guys feel like Bill Self has changed over time with um, what he does when guys pick up two fouls? Or do you think it's just a personnel thing where we can't score this year? We don't have too many scores outside of those two. It just feels like in the past, Bill would sit guys with two the rest of the half. Remember, Josh, yeah. God, we don't have to bring this game up. But Josh no, Jackson, nope. Josh Jackson nope. in a nope. certain tournament nope. game, nope. I'd say it. We're getting <laughs> nope. revenge this year in Kansas City. Stop. Yeah. Louis, no, but well, why don't we get yeah, no, Bill, Louisville? That's what's gonna can we confirm has Ernie definitely hasn't missed Bill a shot in Big 12 post with that, right? Like Bill used to, it was an auto you're sitting until halftime type move, right? Like even he, I've always been very against that because I'm like, okay, whatever a guy's foul rate is, blah blah blah, analytic stuff. Like just, I feel like there should be a guy on the bench that's telling Bill, like, hey, you know, he can probably go play these final six minutes. But even tonight, I was like, okay, Bill. Jalen and Grady still sitting out there. We have a four-point lead with two minutes in the half. Like, can we maybe uh, get them out? And Bill seems just comfortable, and he trusts those dudes, so that's good. But I still stand by it. In the tournament, I will be an absolute disaster if Jalen and Grady pick up two in a uh, second-round nail-biter, or even yeah. Sweet 16. Holy that shit. offensive lineup was just brutal, dude, to watch. <laughs> the three-point guard lineup. I think I texted you guys like, you better hope you hold TCU to about 30 points because it could get out of hand if you don't. And sure enough, they did. Some uh, some big uh, McDonald's All-American named Ernie Uday is 13 for 13 from the floor in Big 12 play. Hasn't missed a shot. He's shooting a lot of threes and stuff, so. <laughs> Dude, that, uh, that there pass are a lot of transition. low percentage shots. That mm-hmm. pass and transition from McCuller to Ernie on the break was so absurd, for and somehow he Thanks made it. I can't count. I mean, Ernest, he's come out of nowhere. Like, he was unplayable, oh, it seemed. Bill Self didn't trust him at all. And now it's like, I love when he's on the floor. Deflects so many balls, is just so much energy, <laughs> catches lobs. I don't know. I'm very excited for Ernest. I am too. He's and He's going to be insane. I think we said this a week or two ago. Um, but I do feel bad for Zuby, but it probably was the best thing for Ernest Zuby getting hurt, which we obviously don't want anyone to get hurt. Um, I just, I kind of feel for Zuby, but Ernest took those minutes, um, and ran with him. He's been so good for us. Like he doesn't, he obviously, we, we laugh watching him. He does some funny things, but he, he's not, he never hurts us because his effort, he plays hard, gives us extra possessions. Um, how, how about Bill, Bill, we tried at half. The we tried comment. Well, we tried. We, we tried. We tried. I mean, it was a very good, like, kind of way to describe that first half. Like, both teams just looked horrible. Those rim- – I, I feel like our first three shots were halfway down and came out. Like, the rims mm-hmm. were just absurd. Um, I felt very good to be up at half. And uh, so, pin, hilarious. Pin the I mean, classic comment. Bill. <laughs> B turns making demands <laughs> now in the comment. He discovers the I love comments. The comments. He's like, pin it now. Pin Who's Chris Spatola? <laughs> He's like um, a producer sitting here. 
Chris Patola Chris was Patola? the announcer for the Okie State game that wouldn't shut up about reviews. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Remember the I would do it. I would not just turn to get, on Haney on radio. Not to get sexist here, but remember the girl that was calling our football games? No. On ESPN no. Plus. You don't remember the West Virginia no. game? I, Not even a little bit. If but we're going to we talk about ESPN Plus announcers, we're going to talk when about When the Lance scoreboard Blanks. is halfway through the middle Blanks. of the screen. We're talking Lance Blanks. He's an all-time legend from ESPN Plus. But, Can I uh, uh, attempt to maybe dampen the mood a little bit? Can we talk some MJ Rice? He scored tonight. I'll take it. He missed the layup. Wide open layup. On I'm positive Bill, only tonight. Bill with the quickest yank of all time. Just points. Go. It's like the fourth time he's done that to him this year, too. Where it's like, MJ, come in. Give us like three minutes, please. See? Makes one mistake. Gone. You, everyone in the comments remembers the girl, and you idiots who claim your diehards don't. I think we're yeah, trying to dive conversation. I, just, to I didn't else. want to get into that. I, don't, I personally don't think MJ transfers. I think obviously you lose Jay Will, Kevin McCuller, um Who else am I missing? Grady. Are we uh, sure McCuller's gone? Can't he come back next year? Like, I, I feel like the assumption is he's gone, but. I'm. I guess I. I know that's the plan, but like, are you sure Kevin McCuller doesn't sit down with Self and be like, "Wait, can I come back?" No, this is a terrifying thought, but it's like, can I come back and be the guy to score and be the go-to guy? <laughs> I think our fans have been a little too hard on him too. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Oh, for sure. I just think oh, yeah. I mean, we knew what I'm we were getting hardest. with McCuller. The hardest. <laughs> yeah. It. Okay. I, want I just to... think our fans have been tough on him. Like we knew what we were getting in him. Lockdown defender Bill was going to be obsessed with him no matter what. He obviously takes questionable shots. Um, but I, but let's just assume McCuller's gone. I want to answer the MJ Rice yeah. question. I just think we have a lot of wings that are good. I've seen um, McCuller in mock drafts. That was like a month or so ago. I haven't looked at mocks recently. But obviously you're losing J Will and Grady. MJ just there's not a ton of minutes for him. Obviously, you come in the bench, you come off the bench for a couple minutes, give those guys a rest on the bench. But I think MJ's gonna be really good. I don't know how you guys feel, but I think he's gonna be awesome. There's gonna be a ton of minutes opened up next year, and we're gonna need guys to score it next year. I don't it's know. It's a classic classic. What? Like if MJ just waits what? his turn, if MJ waits McCullough. his turn and just and just learns from Bill, he will be a stud. But I don't know. I can see him being a guy that kind of like Quentin Grimes that just needs a change of scenery. Um, okay, but I want to talk about why before we what you just know sometimes it's just not kids, a fit. You know? like, I, don't and know. I just feel like he comes off the bench cold. It's not like he gets right, but opportunities it's not even... to showcase Quentin Grimes started from day one and was getting Deron Williams comparisons from Bill Self. Yeah. And yeah, it just I... wasn't a good fit. Our fans literally bullied bullied him off of social media. Uh, it's tough. It was a tough. And scene. then he goes to the final four. But I think MJ is going to be awesome next year. I don't know. I don't know why not. I think. I think he plays pretty hard. He's obviously super athletic. Um, I think he's going to be great next year and one of our better scorers. I hope so. I hope you're right. Um, okay. I want to talk because we got to talk about it since this is kind of like our our episode Macola. this week. The Kansas Jayhawks were down 17 points to Baylor at home, and here's what I love about Allen Fieldhouse. And just KU Twitter as a whole, like we could, I mean, we melt down with the best of them, but also you hop on Twitter, you hop in your group chats and everyone's like, KU money line. I'm hammering KU plus 400. I'm hammering KU plus 390. Like the fact that we can be down 13 points at half and just be like, yep, money line, Allen Fieldhouse. Like I, I don't know how to describe it and I don't know how to, it's just, 
I don't get how we keep doing it. How do teams just constantly fold? And now Baylor had to regress at some point. Like the, the first rest. half they played were insane. But I just I still can't get over how absurd that basketball game is. So I wanted to make sure we talked about it because it's like it's not one of my it's not like a top five game ever at Allen Fieldhouse, but it is one of the like weirder games I've ever been to at Allen Fieldhouse where it's oh. just like Go well, ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna ask if it was like the loudest it's ever been for you. I know there have been some crazy loud moments, but when Grady <clears> hit that three and KJ had that dunk to go up one and like two or one and three, it felt like it was very, very loud through the like TV. So yes, I assume it was crazy it was. there. It was nuts, and I was like, obviously we've had loud, loud moments, so it's hard to compare those. But it was, I felt like the most plays in a row where you got that level of loud over and over again like yeah the Grady three the the KJ dunk even like the Jalen layup early to start Mm -hmm. the run like the crowd was just exploding on every freaking play and it was like that for almost the entire half so I don't know it was a weird such a weird game I could not believe how quickly we I mean how quickly did we get up double digits not just up (laughs) but like we were up double digit I remember looking up at the scoreboard and being like are we really up 12 like that was just brutal for Scott yeah. Drew to cry about refs in the post game or in the halftime interview and then be down double digits. Well, he, he comes to Allen. He comes to Allen with that mentality. And yeah, that's what I was saying earlier is we do get calls. Obviously we've gotten bailed out late in games. Um, but Scott Drew comes to Lawrence with that mindset. And it's kind of funny because not trying to hate on the guy, but Jerome Tang kind of did the same thing. And he was on that staff for however long he was there. But yeah, I, I've been wanting to ask you and obviously people in the comments too that were at Allen just how that atmosphere was just because from watching on TV, hearing it on the radio, it sounded electric. And then I um, was going to talk to you guys too about Haney in the second half. I was listening to it on the radio, kept talking about how it felt, the run felt like the national title game where you just come out of the second half and the yeah. deficit is just gone quickly. So I well, I didn't get to watch the start of the second half, um, but I just I wanted to hear – how the atmosphere was and if it kind of compared to the natty game go ahead ab well i was gonna say there was that stretch that we talked about earlier where dewan hit a three and then dewan got a steal late in the shot clock and then grady hit a three in transition it reminded me a lot of that stretch in the title game where it was remy three in the corner dewan steal and then it was a jalen and one but it was three points the other way and it very much felt the same and it was kind of like Obviously, in the title game, Dewan stole it like at half court when they're bringing the ball yeah. up. And this time it was like three seconds left in the shot clock, but it was still kind of like behind in his long ass arms. Alaska yeah. woman was just reaching out to grab the ball and start the break. But that's it's, all I could think of while watching that sequence. It It is crazy how we've we've not only mastered the ability to make big comebacks, but we've mastered the ability to just take a 15 point lead. And not only like we we make the joke, like think about at the in the natty we were like get it to the under eight by the under eight and then i was tweeting that like get it to the under eight by the under eight we don't even need to be saying that we can start saying like have the lead by the under 16 because this team has somehow figured out not only just how to come back against teams but to absolutely just crush them for 10 minutes straight and completely take over take over the game um Scott Drew claps when the plane lands. Scott Drew is a squid. Uh, Scott, Scott Drew is sure. sitting down. Scott, Scott Drew, Drew somehow ended up in the KU locker room after today's game looking for Svee, but 
I will. We have to talk about Scott Drew has won against... one game at Allen Fieldhouse, and Hold it was on. because Dot got hurt. Can we talk about when Scott Drew came in and and, and congratulated our guys, and Speed turned to Devontae and said, "Who's that?" I mean, one of my favorite KU stories of hey, all we, time. We gotta get Speed on. Oh my god! And just simply um, talk about Scott Drew with Speed. That's I. I also wanted to talk about just how you guys felt when they went up 40 to 23. It just Flagler, um, Cryer, Keontae George. It just felt like they were playing at a different speed. All their guards scored all their points. I am Mr. Meltdown. I feel like you guys stay more poised and believe in us. I don't know why I give up on Allen Fieldhouse because we've literally seen everything in that building. West Virginia, we're down 35 with two minutes left. Devontae starts going in, in between the legs back, hitting threes. Yeah. Frank's hitting threes. They're throwing the ball into the crowd. Steals, layup. Oklahoma, we're down 10 with five minutes left. They're down yeah. 17 against a national – like Baylor is absolutely a national title contender, one of the better coaches in the country. I think we obviously love making fun of Scott Drew. He's still one of the better coaches in the country. National title contender, and you're down 17. You end up – winning that game comfortably you're up double digits with like 10 minutes left and it's just it's the greatest building in sports it it is it's crazy i don't know how it it's i don't get how teams constantly let it happen like i always sit there and i'm like okay they're probably talking about how okay don't let it happen don't let the crowd get in your head it just doesn't matter everybody rolls over for the most part i mean think about the fact that we played nine or we played seven conference home games so far and one of them we trailed by 15 and a half to Oklahoma State, right? Won it. Mm-hmm. We trailed by 10 with five minutes left to Oklahoma, won it. Trailed by 17 in the first half, 13 at half to Baylor, won it by double digits. That's three out of seven home games we've played in conference play. And that's like those three games right there are teams that other fan or games that other fan bases would like talk about for years to come as like some of the best games in their building's history. And we did it three times in the first seven conference home games. Like, it's nuts. And But I, I would like us not to keep doing that. I do not enjoy being yeah. down 17 points. That's a scare is that they get too comfortable being down and then they get into a hole they can't get out of. Uh, to answer your question, Braden, never one second did I think KU was losing that game. Uh, I think I was texting the whole time. Like, it just – they as as good as we played in the second half, Baylor was hitting some just stupid, stupid, stupid shots. And on fire. And like at the end of the day, college kids are not going to stay that hot. And if they get cold even for a second, Fieldhouse is just going to jump on them. And then it's just ball game in my mind. Um, That's why I, I will say, yeah, go ahead. BJ. I just, when we talked about this team guarding um, earlier, I just feel like when this team's locked in and they want to guard, they're so good. And Baylor couldn't, Baylor, not only could they not score in the second half, they couldn't even get good looks. And they were that good defensively. And it carried over to tonight. TCU 30% from the field coming off a 100-point performance against a top-10 Ken Palm team defensively, Oklahoma State. Crazy, which Oklahoma State falling apart, but whatever. We broke them. Um, We broke them in half. Yeah, we we did. Um, All right. What should we – do we want to let the comments fire off some – I mean, I'm so distracted by the comments. I love it. I'm uh, locked in right now. I haven't missed one. Right when they pop we, up, I'm reading. Yeah, come on. So, fire anyone got a a comment, a question, um, anything? I love. But would this KU team beat five C Iowa? I love that. Um, people forget Mark Titus. Every college uh, basketball analyst in the world had Iowa to the Elite Eight. 
Shout Keegan out. Murray. Talk- Keegan Murray was going to just give us 50 last year in the tournament. Can we talk about real quick Big Cat? calling tcu minus one and a half game of the month and yeah i don't know how much he puts we have to get him on i don't know how much he puts on his games of the month but that man lost a lot of money tonight guy hates bill self guy loves betting against ku guy hates ku bill (laughs) self he talks shit on bill self all the time oh he does well we love i love big guy in wisconsin versus illinois like there's a little rivalry there and it's a lot of toupee talk so one team, and we beat them on. A, we beat Wisconsin on a buzzer beater. This uh, one team year. that comes to mind right away that came to my mind right away would be Arizona. A lot of length. They play fast. Their guards are electric. They got Ballo to Bellis. I think their length would be an issue. I'm trying to think of someone else. Um, just a team. Tennessee again would be scary, but they're they're really not that good. I don't think they can score. I, honestly, news fest. My answer might be Arizona. So I like this question though. Second round matchup, like that's obviously Brayton. all the all the good teams Over like Arizona, minutes. like you said, they be turned the teams that have de- or big dudes and athleticism. They're gonna be scary, but like I want the second round matchups. Like AB, you're a bracketology guy. You're you're studying these twenty four seven. Who are I mean? Who are some eight nines that are just gonna be absolutely terrible? I'm looking now. Our boy Lenardi hasn't updated since uh, since Saturday morning. Wake up, Joe. Sad. Do your job. It really One job, literally. But on the 8-9 line, he's NC State, Oklahoma State, Auburn, Pittsburgh, Rutgers, Texas A&M, Mizzou, and Duke. You just know ratings-wise they're going to be like, oh, KU versus Duke in the second round? I'd take that in one second, which is a little scary because yeah. they're loaded yeah, with talent. Yeah, they got talent, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I mean so far. John Shire's second these. tournament game ever. <laughs> Yeah. What's Creighton at now? Have they climbed up above like the eight nine range? Mm, probably. Oh, they're I, five. Five. Okay. Well, wow. you know, it was, like when I look at bracketology, it's really just what KU is and like how it affects them. I'm not really diving through the twelve. You know who a team that's point, sneaky, but... scary? Also, their ten seed is Arkansas. Like I know they've been bad, but like athletes, well coached team that's made one big games in the tournament that's really all i'm basing that off of but still like you feel like that's a game they're going to show up and just play pretty well in hmm. yeah duke okay. would be duke would be scary obviously someone mentioned Pitt, um like henson burton um former dookie jeff capel coaching them so yeah they i think that would be a weird matchup for us that would be tough um nc state that's low-key a really really good win for us i i love watching them play it's quavion smith um dj burns who what's his other jarkel joiner they got some really good scores who just get hot they just beat uh ryan's unc tar heels at home this weekend future on them to win the national title i'm such a good gambler um (laughs) i I will say this what happens if UNC, uh, you know, they go on a decent run down the stretch here. They get in. They get a nine seed. AB, you mentioned ratings. They've done it many times. What happens if we see UNC in the second round? They're a nine seed. National title. I, you know, we're, we're going for a repeat. They're going for the, the, the Cinderella story again. Like, does that scare you guys? Or do they just – I mean, they it, stink. I but think they stink. world – but that's a terrifying thought because you know it's more yeah. than just like you know the matchup that game. 
I right before you said that, I was thinking, what if like Kentucky won a couple more games and it was Kentucky and either Duke or UNC in an eight nine matchup to get to the one seed Kansas, which would just be an outrageous atmosphere in Des Moines. I tell you what, Lenardi currently has Kentucky North Carolina in a play in game. That would be electric. <laughs> that would be electric. Hell yeah. Uh, um, I want to ask one more question. It's probably stupid. Baby's Uh-oh. probably gonna lose it, but oh, no. are we making too big of a deal about Kansas City? Obviously, we want I, it, but our fans are gonna travel anywhere. Our fans are obviously the best. They're gonna travel. We've lost in KC, obviously, but our like if we don't get the if we, say we don't get the one in the Midwest and say we're locked in as a one, we don't end up getting the Midwest. Are we gonna melt down at all, AB, or how are we gonna feel? Not no, melt I wouldn't because you're a one, but are you going to be pissed? I wouldn't melt down because it wouldn't matter unless you make the second weekend. And the second weekend, <laughs> if we would have asked ourselves five months ago, I think we would have been like, okay, yeah, we just won a championship. Now we're in the second weekend. That's pretty cool. Now expectations change. I think if it's Louisville that we get in, I don't think that's bad because that's very drivable for a lot of fans. But like no, New York or Vegas, you can't go to Louisville. <laughs> Is that Villanova 2016? Yeah, Perry Ellis, five shots. We can blame yeah. me. Um, but, like, New York or Vegas feels like a, a t- – I don't know how many fans are, like, flying out to these games. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Gonzaga cannot I don't. If, if we have 16, 17 quad one wins and end up in freaking New York or Las Vegas in the, in the Elite Eight, I will call the police. Um, Did you ever get to the FBI on the rims tonight? No, but I someone still said launching an internal investigation. Someone Stay just tuned. someone just commented being a one in the West and getting Zona as the two in the West, kind of like UCLA in 07. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, watch. <clears throat> I wouldn't watch the So camera. I've been All dabbling over here in the comments section. I see some rumblings that uh Dewan took the game ball and they it was because ours. Eddie Lampkin took ours. What up? I love it. I mean, this team's going very petty between the shirts, writing W on it. Like, boys, falling in love with this team. I was already in love with them, but I'm even deeplier and more in love than I was. That, what What are you pointing at, Beach? Six and zero when someone wears our hoodie. Wow, <laughs> breaking info. Shout out. Shout out to the it? guy in front row at game day with the hoodie on. I never like. I don't know who it was, but I paid him five hundred bucks to do it. <laughs> I hope you did not do that. <laughs> what are the not seen the return on investment on that one quite yet. Right. Remember your crazy gambling um, stretch where you lost like I don't even know how many. I think in it was twenty seven in a row. I went zero and f- well, I hate admitting this. I went zero and five last night. Zero and four tonight. And I went 0 and 5 in the NBA All Star game last night. Yeah, I was going to ask what the how what five sporting events were on last night that you could go 0 and 5 in. That's called being a degenerate. <laughs> Do you have like player <laughs> props in the All Star game? What are we doing? LeBron over six assists. He had four in the first quarter. Hurt his finger. Uh, I bet on Jericho right. Sims to win the dunk contest. <laughs> oh, boy. that's it. I was on Mass Street. I'd had like three drinks. I'd had three drinks, and somebody was like, Do you have uh, my friend Johnny was like, If you bet on the dunk contest, you got to get your bet in. And I was like, Everyone's <laughs> going to take McClung, so I'm going to take uh, 
Jericho Sims, the guy who just kept, just kept <laughs> his elbow on the rim over and over again. And I bet on it. The dunk contest is on. It starts at 845. You better fucking We didn't even watch it. Why did I put money on that? It's crazy. Is that J. Cole that said that? Yeah. I don't no, think brother. you guys um, answered my <laughs> – I know we're close to an hour here, but I don't think you guys answered my what worries you about this KU team. I said foul trouble. Okay. Answer. I agree. AD, you got to give your – Foul trouble, but foul trouble, and this may be a little cutting against the grain here, but McCuller and Dwan. You can say I feel foul like trouble with can, every team. Right, but you can survive, Absolutely. I think, if you can just lock down on defense and take six minutes off in the first half and then get everyone back going in the second half. Bill Self said at halftime, yeah, they were in foul trouble earlier, but they're not anymore. So, like, you know if we have to turn it into a sloppy defensive game for 15 or not 15 minutes, like eight minutes, that's fine with me. I know it's yeah. annoying. It depends probably where in the tournament, but a second round game, I think we can survive with Grady or Jalen on the bench. I just, we've the best, one of the best scores in the country has had two really, really bad nights against ranked teams, two of the better teams in the league, and they found ways to win. So I think just Bill, obviously being the best coach in the country, making adjustments, drawing up just absolute winning plays. Like he's um, he's the best, and there's no one so, close. So they just find ways. And someone said biggest concern is Juan reverting back to old self on offense. I don't. I just we don't need him really. Just I like him being aggressive. Obviously, Bill wants him to do that. But do we really need him to be elite as a scorer? We need him to get Bill four. Keeps, yeah, we need him to get four. I think there's an even more absurd stat out there that like we've never lost ever in his career when he gets ten. Um, so wouldn't hate that if he could find a way to go get 10. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a slippery slope of like, yeah, you don't want the one shot hunting and being just launching from three over and over again. But like Bill says it, I think in every post game, like he wants one shooting more. And so it, it is a little scary that like, that's just not the personality. It's not his style of play. So if he does kind of revert back to that, man, he had some dimes tonight. He's good. He's so good. Um, I saw one comment that we flashed up on the screen. It went away from Jamie. He said, any concern for Jay Will's three-point shooting? He's only made oh, yeah. one in the last three games. Jesus. I felt like it was kind of due to have a rough stretch because he got pretty insane there in January, right? Like, that's kind of what I'm yeah. chalking it up to. He yeah. carried us for a month and a half at least. And, you know, he probably just worn out. Um could we still at 35 for the year? That's pretty solid, especially he's right. shooting over six threes a game. But yeah, he's I been. Have... I think I'm sorry, but you're good. I think just this this slump lately where other guys are figuring it out is kind of almost been a blessing. Just give this team some confidence, know they can win without one of the best players in the country going off. Yeah, yeah. what were you gonna say, AB? Because I was gonna read um, some of these other comments, but I can't even remember really. Some so, Cole. Cole... Cole asked real quick, he said, if we lose in Austin to tie the league with Texas, how do you guys feel? I I mean, I think Fine. I take winning the league, I don't care if it's a share this year. Oh, I got it. Do you do you guys think and that that made me think of it? Um say we are thirteen and four and Texas is twelve and five going into that game. Is there any shot Bill rests some dudes? He's done it before, but I wouldn't be outright. Like, is there any chance? That Bill would just no. be like, Jalen, get off your feet for, you know, maybe you play 20 minutes instead of 38 tonight. Bill Self lives life to win Big 12 championships, and I think he loves it's winning upsetting. them outright. 
I uh, I do not think he would. I, when did he rest people? I guess I don't really remember that. Uh, I guess it maybe only happened once. He definitely did in um, 2016. 2016 weird, with uh, yeah. Perry and Devontae and Because we had Wayne a bunch Selden. of hurt guys, too. And so yeah. it was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And we still almost won. Did he not you. Josh's year? Or am I just thinking of when Josh was suspended for the first game well, of the Josh Big got suspended in the Big 12 tournament when we lost, but no, it's I don't think we rested. You? Yeah. Dude, the Big 12's insane. Is this, this accurate? We're up to nine on defense in Ken Palm? Yeah, sorry. I that. um no, I just sure I looked at I'm just kind of looking at the Big Twelve standings and what it's gonna take for us to not at least share it. Obviously, we're gonna share it. Probably, I think we're gonna win it outright. But just looking at Baylor's schedule or Texas's schedule, they got four left, all against ranked teams. They got Texas. So Texas, it's basically a two two team race because what Texas is or Baylor's one game behind us, one and a half until they play. But Texas yeah. Baylor play each other. We're not going to lose at home, knock on wood. But um, so it's basically a two-team race, and it could come down to I could see us being what up a game going into Austin, and they got to win to yeah. share it. We've said all year that I mean, the game's going to have a ton of implications. Texas, I mean, I could see Texas losing at Baylor and at TCU. Like they haven't exactly; they just beat OU at home in overtime. Like Texas isn't exactly rolling right now. So that was frustrating. I, did you guys yeah, see the last play of that game? No. Oh, you reloading yeah, he had a The OU dude had a wide open layup at the end of overtime that would have tied it, and he just straight up missed it. That literally looks like you at the wreck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was impressive, and I, yeah, I don't know, whatever. I mean, when does Texas play tomorrow? Jeez. Uh, K State player Baylor plays at K State tomorrow. Which yeah, um, where are you leaning on that? I saw. Baylor's one point favorites, I think. Oh my They're God. up to two, and Texas is a seven and a half point favorite against Iowa State. That's crazy. Iowa State's weird. They're so bad sometimes. <laughs> Boys, I'm not going to lie. I'm sleepy. It's 11 30 at night. <laughs> this is a blast. Got, got an early morning. Call it. Um, shot. This was great. Having the comments here while we are not mature enough big to fan, handle big it fan. And, and, and stay on task. So for those of you that didn't watch this live and have to listen to this later, we apologize because we're just sitting here reading comments with no structure, but we'll get better because we'll do this again. Cause I had a blast doing this. Um, shout out to everyone that, uh, hopped on and, and listened, but, uh, that's it. Big win, boys. What a stretch. We win at OU, at Oklahoma State, Baylor at home, and then we win at TCU. Wow. This has been uh, – it's Bill Self doing what Bill Self does. And uh, another big one on Saturday. So, let's do it. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.